Generating traffic and sales can be a challenge for online merchants. But selling on the Walmart marketplace puts your products in front of millions of customers who shop on walmart.com. And right now, sellers who join Walmart Marketplace can save up to 50% on referral and fulfillment fees for the first 90 days. So get started today. Head over to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Today's podcast is sponsored by SLI Systems, providers of intelligent site search and navigation solutions. Learn more at sli-systems.com and listen to their interviews at ecommercepodcast.com. Your path to e-commerce success starts right here. You're listening to Practical E-Commerce, the podcast for e-commerce results. Practical E-Commerce Podcast. My name is Brian Getting, and this is a supplemental podcast to our December 2006th issue. Uh, today, Mitch Bettis is going to be speaking with Stefan Schombach, who is the CEO of Demandware, and they have a pretty decent conversation here about uh, shopping cart abandonment rates and also what customer experience, how that factors into these abandonment rates, and uh, also the difference between online shoppers compared to uh, brick-and-mortar store shoppers and how e-commerce owners can really be aware of those differences and, and account for them. So I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Mitch Bettis, who once again is speaking with Stefan Schombach of Demandware. Well, Stefan, we appreciate your time. We look forward to a great discussion today, and I am uh, thankful that you're able to join us. Thanks again. Thank you, Mitch. We are kind of talking today about how to improve the usability and functionality of websites. Essentially, how do we make our customers happier and as you and I spoke a little bit earlier you've been in this business a long time and have seen probably a lot of successful endeavors and and several failed endeavors as well so kind of speaking to that breadth of experience that you bring to the table are there frequent complaints by customers about websites I mean generally speaking are there you know what makes an e-commerce customer unhappy I would say that number one is usability. And usability to drill down a little bit deeper means finding products, finding the right accessories for the right product that will actually fit, availability information, making sure that the product that has been selected is actually available, make the customer feel confident that it's really going to be shipped at the date that it says it's going to be shipped. Information about the product itself, you know, not information not being available uh, is a big problem. For example, if you try to see reviews about products and you don't, that leads customers to go to other sites where they're getting more of a objective uh, response from other shoppers about that particular product. Problems in the checkout process rank very high in discouraging shoppers from actually completing a transaction. This can be anything from complicated multi-page forms to responses to uh, uh, inputs that are not logical um, to overly complicated registration. For example, it tries to make you pick a very complicated password in the registration process, or it doesn't let you use your email address or things like that. They usually 
cause they're they're proven to cause people to go away and not buy. And not having a clear return policy is also a big problem. So if consumers, especially if they're first-time shoppers in a particular site, if they don't have the feeling that it is safe to shop here and if something goes wrong, they can return it, no questions asked, that's a big problem. You mentioned some complications or kind of the cumbersome nature of many shopping carts that create a kind of a multi-page checkout process or perhaps have an overly overbearing kind of a security function that with the passwords and things of that nature. If, if shopping cart abandonment really is as high as many research indicates, 70 cent, 70% abandonment, are those the type of things that are going wrong with carts? Is that a cart problem that leads to a bad experience? Or is there kind of something else in this overall usability discussion that is influencing that abandonment rate on a shopping cart? I actually think that the shopping cart discussion is overrated because it is so easy to measure the checking carts that have not been checked out. It becomes very quickly the focus of every discussion. But I think the things leading to the shopping cart are much more important and deserve um, you know, more attention, because the shopping cart problems are relatively easy to fix. Things that lead to um, products being put in the shopping cart not being checked out often have to do with, um, I can't find the right <coughs> accessory products to go with that product. Uh, this is a big problem in, in, in fashion, for example. You, know, you buy a pair of pants and you're looking for, um, um, you know, something matching and you can't find it. <coughs> Often the shipping card is also being used as a way of bookmarking a product during a shopping session and not necessarily with the intention to actually check out. So I think just to look at the percentage is not the right thing to do. It's basically improving, fixing the shopping cart if it has problems, but um, overall uh, paying close attention to search, to on-site search, uh, and to general usability and how the brand is being expressed, how comfortable a shopper is um, actually um, doing business with that brand online is much more important than just that um, you know 70% number. Because as I said, you know, often more often than not, uh, there was no intention when the product was added to the shopping cart to actually check out. Um, and you know, getting um, you know basically more people to um, you know, actually interact with that brand, feel comfortable around buying, finding products is more important, I believe, than, you know, just trying to chop off a few percentages from the, the shopping cart. I was interested on your analogy of us kind of bookmarking products that we may not partic- have a complete conviction about purchasing. We, we see something of interest, we throw it in our shopping cart, and we perhaps go look for c- complementing products or something else, but we kind of bookmark a product. Do we shop differently online than we would if we walked into a department store? Yes, the process is very different online. The uh, bar that a shopper has to cross before putting something into a physical shopping cart in a department store is much higher than being an anonymous uh, shopper that nobody watches, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, to sure. speak, who will just add something to the shopping cart because, you know, 
the Shopo may want to keep it there so, you know, he can find it again, you know, uh, after l having looked at other products, maybe even at other sites. Most people have multiple, uh, you know, browser windows open and, you know, looking at different sites with similar products at the same time. So I think the analogy with the physical world shopping cart is plain wrong. The, shop, the online shopping cart is much more of a, you know, I put something on a sh shopping list type of thing rather than uh, I have the actual intention of checking that out at the, ca at the cash register. Now, there are ways to differentiate the intentions that some websites are trying to use, such as an actual bookmark function. You know, you see Amazon, for example, playing with that. And that may be a way, actually, to find um, or to offer a convenient function to just collect interests and collect products that you may want to revisit. There are mechanisms to create a trail of products visited automatically so that there are other ways of doing that and making it more convenient for a customer. But uh, again, I think the, the most important statement I want to make here is that the physical shopping cart in department store has absolutely nothing to do with <laughs> the shopping cart on an online site. Well, if you were providing some advice to a, kind of a fledgling e-commerce business of, say, one or two things to never do, <laughs> always stay away from blank, are there one or two very common mistakes or pitfalls a novice e-commerce owner or perhaps a veteran, even. <laughs> but, but someone should always avoid. Yes, I think I can. And it's never promise things that you can't fulfill. The problem is the following. If I interact with a new online brand that I haven't been buying before, and my first experience turns out to be one you know, where I'm not having the type of quality or the shipping date, whatever it is, I'm not getting my expectations met. I never go there again. That is the absolute no-no. <laughs> so I think it's really important to be transparent and never promise things that you can't deliver. Because in e-commerce, it is so easy to return something and never go to the site again. All the marketing money that one spends will be basically you know, ill-spent, actually, if the promises are not being fulfilled. So that's the most important thing. It starts with shipping. The first thing you want to know is that the product is actually available. The shipping date provides, and it should provide a shipping date. If it doesn't provide one, that's the first problem. If you don't really know when it's coming, you may have to exclude that site from shopping for a birthday gift, for example. Mm -hmm. So, And then you want to basically have an experience where it really shows up on time, the product uh, that you're ordering. And if you do have that, you're starting to develop a relationship with this brand. And this is what every retailer, be it a dot-com retailer or a, uh, you know, a traditional store-based or department store, this is what they're all after, building brand loyalty. And online, it starts with fulfilling your pro being transparent about what's really available, because other than in the store, you can't see that, right? right. Uh, and guaranteeing that this actually is being fulfilled. One consistent thread in all of those things you're talking about is it's, it's really not rocket science. This is about basic communication and, <laughs> and well, following through I on what you're say saying. That this very quickly can become rocket science if you look into the actual back-end processes that a retailer needs to have control over in a very consistent way 
what's going on sort of in the, you know, warehouses and with the dropship partnerships that many retailers have, this is very complex. And you have to have full control over that piece of the supply chain, and that has to do with process and with technology also, right? right. You need to have an e-commerce platform, for example, that is capable of actually providing you with the real-time, uh, real-time information into what is really available that has integration with the shippers, that you know actually can um, help you do demand forecasting, so you don't run into crunches. So this is this is complicated stuff. It it sounds simple, but it's a, quite an investment for a retailer uh, to provide that. And systems have a significant influence on that. I have heard from retailers, particular one that I spoke recently with who has put in a new system which has basically caused him to almost lose his business Mm. because it starts with shipping delays with the wrong products sent to the wrong customers. Customers complained with their credit card companies. The credit card companies may threaten the merchant account of the retailer, and then everything unravels. (laughs) Getting these things organized, especially in 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 a business that is highly automated and having the metrics around it is super important. And that's going to wrap it up for this podcast. Once again, we want to thank uh, Stefan Schambeck of Demandware and also uh, Mitch Bettis for doing a, a great interview there. Uh, this will be the last issue of 2006 for us, so make sure to look at our website at practicalecommerce.com. Uh, especially coming into the new year, we're going to be making a lot of changes in the new year, and uh, I think people will really enjoy them, so keep an eye out for it. Mm-hmm.